the same, the Lord's name be praised. God does indeed welcome all, and we welcome you to Morrisville Presbyterian Church for worship this morning. Whether you are a longtime member or visiting with us for the first time, whether you are here in the sanctuary or joining us from home, we welcome you. It is a joy to be worshiping with you this day. If you are present in our sanctuary, there is a familiar red folder in your pew. I invite you to take that. Note your presence with us. Thank you. Clark's got one, if anybody needs it. Note your presence with us so that we can uh, greet one another by name, but also so we can be sure to uh, know who was here in case that information is needed at another time. This morning, a number of folks gathered in our parking lot to send off our youth in mission trip to love and to serve in West Virginia this week. And later on in our service today, we will have a special time of prayer for them. But for the moment, I want to draw your attention to the back of your bulletin, where all of their names are listed, all but one, which I need you to add. So grab a pen or grab a pencil, because you're going to need this list in the week ahead. Add the name Hope Massey, Unfortunately, her name was left off, but she is on her way with the rest of the group, Hope Massey. And it's important we have every one of these names, because I want you to take this bulletin home, and I would invite you, even rip off this lower portion when you get home. Put it on your bathroom mirror, or, or on your refrigerator, or somewhere where you will see it, so you can pray for these individuals by name. Some of them you may know, some of them you may not, but each and every one of them are going to be used to love and to serve this week by God. Every one of them will be in need of your prayers, each one of them a vessel through whom God will be working and moving. So please, please take those names home, pray over them, pray for them by name. We are overjoyed that they will be leading us in worship next week to share with, the, share with us about their experiences. So as you pray for them, please remember to also join us in worship next week for what will be a wonderful day of worship and celebration as we welcome them home. The flowers in our sanctuary today are a beautiful gift from the funeral of longtime church member Dot Barker. It is a fitting reminder, a fitting and beautiful reminder that even in death, God always promises us new life. Beloved church, what a gift it is to worship God. What a privilege it is to be a part of God's church, to be a part of God's work in the world, especially today. Let us worship God together. I invite you to join me. I remembered to do it this week. I invite you to join me in our call to worship as it is printed in your bulletin. A word of encouragement came from prophets to people. Live a life that is full. Build, plant, eat, love, multiply. Pray for your communities. Keep God in the center of all that is. We enter into worship today with hope in our hearts. For something happens in worship that reminds us we can live as God desires. God has promised to always be faithful, and that is a promise we can trust. Let us worship God together. Beloved in Christ, God has promised us forgiveness for the repentance of sins. And Christ has died for our sins that we may have newness of life. So with confidence, let us come before God, who does not wish to condemn and receive compassion. Let us pray together the prayer of confession as found in your bulletin. Merciful God, in the midst of any struggle, it is easy to grit our teeth and just try to get through it. It is easy to bury our heads in the sand and announce to the world, wake me up when it's over. But our indifference betrays our calling. Our avoidance ignores our desire to do something more among us and within us. Forgive us for trying to avoid the calling you have placed upon our lives. Forgive us for the ways we shove aside your hand that seeks to melt us and mold us. 
content to keep the way they have always been. Forgive us for worshiping at the feet of the status quo when you desire to use us in ways we cannot even begin to imagine. Open our hearts to your spirit. Open our lives to the city you call us to serve, even when it's a city far from home. Hear the good news. Do not worry. The Lord is near. God hears our prayers with compassion and with abundant and steadfast love. Rejoice, for the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. We will now sing together the Gloria Patra. Please rise in body and spirit as you are able. I will invite my young friends to join me at the front. Hey, kiddos. I know you guys. And look, our friend Isla's going to come too. Have a seat. Have a seat. Welcome. Hello, Isla. We're glad to see you again. Now, I know you kiddos can help me with this, and maybe Isla can too, but when you plant a seed, what do you plant it in? When you plant a seed, what do you plant it in? What? In a pot? Yep. And what, what do you put in the pot with the seed? Dirt? Soil? Maybe really good soil to help that seed grow? And some water. Oh, you answered my next question already. What things does a seed need to grow? Water. Water? The sun? You're absolutely right. Pretty. Sometimes we have, remember, you planted one at our house, MJ, and we needed to give it regular care, didn't we? We needed to not forget about that plant. We had to keep watering it and remembering to take care of it. Now, I want to show you all a picture. I'm going to show it to my friends out here first. I want to show you all a picture. Now, what is that a picture of? A flower. A flower. You are correct. But where is that flower growing? Can you tell? It's a little bit hard to tell. The beach, that's one good guess. And I bet some flowers do grow at the beach. This one is growing in a crack in the sidewalk. That is tricky, I agree, Ben. It is growing in a crack in the sidewalk, this beautiful flower. Now, I have a question. Do you think someone planted it in that crack in the sidewalk? Maybe. 
Maybe. It's not a place I would plant a flower. Is it a place you would plant a flower? No way. No way. How about you, Isla? Would you plant a seed in a crack in the sidewalk? <laughs> Probably not. I agree. And so part of today's scripture passage that we're going to read talks about how God's people found themselves in circumstances they didn't ask for. They found themselves planted in a place they didn't want to be. And frankly, their lives felt pretty rotten. They were having a lot of hard days. But the prophet Jeremiah, a messenger from God, he tells them to plant themselves even in this new place. Even in these new circumstances, even in a place that feels pretty rotten, Jeremiah says, I still want you to plant yourself here. And Jeremiah says, I want you to do that because you can trust that even if you, are in, if you are somewhere you didn't ask to be, even if you're having circumstances happen to you that you didn't ask to happen, God can still be at work there too. God can bring forth new life even from the most rotten of circumstances. And so this flower, this beautiful flower... Or really, any time you see a flower peeking th through maybe cracks in the sidewalk or someplace you wouldn't expect a flower to be, you can remember that God doesn't need perfect circumstances to make wonderful things grow. In fact, a lot of times God can work in spite of difficult circumstances and still bring wonderful, beautiful things when we least expect it. So whenever you see a flower growing somewhere and you think, no way, that flower can't grow there, you can remember God can do all kinds of things in places we don't expect. So we're going to offer a prayer together, and you can repeat after me. Dear God, we thank you that no matter the circumstances, you find a way. Help us to be open to you, no matter what. Amen. Thank you all very much. You can go to music with Mr. Carpenter. Isla is feeling right at home already. We are delighted, Isla. Let us prepare our hearts to hear the word of God. Let us pray. Eternal God, whose word silences the shouts of the mighty, quiet within us every voice but our own, speak to us through the suffering and death of Jesus Christ, that by the power of the Holy Spirit, we may receive grace and understanding to show God's love in lives given to your service. Amen. This morning's scripture passage comes from the book of Jeremiah. He was a prophet who was not known for his bedside manner, but yet a prophet who spoke into the hearts of those who were far away from home and called them to a new way of life. So listen for the word of God in these words of Jeremiah as he writes in a letter to the exiles. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them, plant gardens and eat what they produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease. But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray if you have for its welfare 
for in its welfare you will find your welfare. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm, but to give you a future with hope. Then when you call upon me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me. If you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me, says the Lord. And I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray together again. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Melt us and mold us. Fill us and use us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. And to that end, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, I remember pretty vividly when I first stumbled upon these words of the prophet Jeremiah. It's the latter half of our text today that's more well-known and the part that brought me comfort time and time again when I'd see these words posted somewhere or on a greeting card or on a welcoming sign as I came into a church. In fact, a friend of mine in college, she had a large poster that hung over her desk. And on this poster, there was this beautiful field of wildflowers. And over that field of wildflowers, written in the sky, were these words from Jeremiah. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to bring you hope and a future. The problem is that many people who loved this verse, my roommate included, myself included, for many years, had no idea the context that this scripture came from. Like I said, in our college dorm room, they hung these words on a poster full of beautiful wildflowers. On other occasions, I've seen these same words on, on, on wall hangings or art prints where someone is passing serenely through a wooded forest. Or looking out longingly on the ocean, I've seen these words in nurseries for a new baby, with Kermit the Frog or Yoda or even a Disney princess at times. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to bring you hope and a future. They are beautiful, beautiful words. The only problem is Jeremiah was not speaking to a new baby. Jeremiah was not speaking to a child or college student seeking to find their way in the world. Jeremiah was speaking to a people, a community that had been completely uprooted from their homeland. Jeremiah was speaking to the people of Israel who had watched their temple be utterly destroyed. They had watched their cities burned. They they were a people who had journeyed against their will to a place 900 miles away to live in a land where language and food and customs and anything else you could find was entirely different from what they were used to and what they called home. 
Which means if we actually wanted a more historically accurate picture to go with this verse on a poster, we'd be well served to find a picture of a city burning in the background, or of a temple destroyed, or of exiles entering a foreign land. As I've imagined bringing these words into our modern day, perhaps a more accurate picture would be to have these words plastered against a poster with a dumpster fire right up front. Either way, my former college-age self would be disheartened to learn that these words from Jeremiah were not meant to give one hope as they gazed serenely over the ocean. These words weren't meant to speak truth to a sweet college-age student, as comforting as they were, just trying to find her way in the world. They were not meant for a sweet sleeping baby or her parents, and certainly not with the help of Yoda. I can assure you Jeremiah needed no help from a Jedi master. These words were proclaimed over an entire people who felt utterly destroyed and at their wit's end. They were they were spoken over people who had been through hell and walked through the valley of the shadow of death. People who were living in anguish and exile, a world they never would have chosen. Surrounded on all sides by unfamiliar territory and a very uncertain future. And here comes Jeremiah. As Jack mentioned, not known for his bedside manner, here comes Jeremiah and his words pierce our feel-good sensibilities, reminding us that these words are actually more about adjusting to the painful circumstances we find ourselves in, rather than simply alleviating them. And so it's easy to think, well, then forget it. I don't want to talk with Jeremiah very long if these words can't be spoken into my life in the way I'd prefer. But I don't want to write off Jeremiah just because he doesn't tell us exactly what we want to hear in the exact way we want to hear it. If we did that, we'd probably have to throw out most of Scripture with it. But if we dig into this text... If we dig into this text from prophet Jeremiah, we also hear the voice of God calling out through that prophet not just to adjust to painful circumstances, but to survive and thrive and perhaps even blossom in spite of them build houses and live in them, plant gardens and eat what they produce, seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. Seek the welfare of the city where you find yourselves now. Don't seek the welfare of the city you've come from or the city you hope you're journeying toward. Seek the welfare of the city you find yourselves in today. Plant your life in this city today. I imagine it was terrifying news to the exiles to hear these words from the prophet. Invest in this city? This new land, this new season, but we don't know this land. We don't want to be here. I don't want to plant my life here. What about my home? What about the life I've come from? What about a time when, when I used to feel normal and safe and in control? Why can't I wait to build and plant in that land again? How long are we going to be here anyway? The trouble with prophets is they tend not to answer the questions we most want answered. Or at least not in the ways we want them answered. 
Seek the welfare of the city where you are. Pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. Because I have wonderful and beautiful things in store for you, plans to bring you hope and a future, but you're never going to be able to receive these good things if you remain married to the way things were. You're never going to be able to receive these good things if you remain steadfast in your commitment to the way you've always done it, rather than allowing me to melt you and mold you in this strange new land. You're never going to be able to receive anything I have in store for you here if you bury your head in the sand and say, wake me up when it's over. So build your house here. Plant gardens here. Allow yourself to be molded and shaped here. Open, open your heart to me here. I cannot tell you how long we will be here. But I can tell you that if you're willing to invest in this place where you're planted, God will bring you into a hope and a future you could not have imagined on your own. Build here. Plant here. Root here. But my God, is this hard to do. I remember a year ago, preaching on these very same words, naively thinking the pandemic and all its turmoil would be a thing of the past by the fall. I remember a year ago, preaching on these very same words, having no idea the terror and uncertainty that my family would live through in the coming months. I remember a year ago preaching on these very same words, having no idea the pain some of you would endure, the life-changing circumstances or tragedy you would face. After all, pandemic aside, many, if not all of us, either on our own or through someone who is dear and near to us, we have experienced pain and suffering Loved ones have died. Parents have aged. Cancer diagnoses have been made. The divorce has been finalized. Dementia has taken hold. Any one of these things, any one of them can make us feel like exiles in our own lives. Surrounded by unfamiliar territory, in an unfamiliar season we didn't ask for and we never wanted. Build here, plant here, root myself here. I beg your pardon, Jeremiah, but you do not know what you're asking. Why on earth would I want to root myself in all the pain I'm carrying around? Why on earth would I want to plant myself in this season of weariness and exhaustion? Why, in God's name, would I want to build a life here among this dumpster fire that is my life? I'd prefer to just grit my teeth and do what needs to be done to get through it. Or bury my head in the sand and say, wake me up when it's over. Wake me up when I no longer burst into tears at inopportune moments because my loved one is gone. Wake me up when my brother or sister or parent is speaking to me again. Wake me up when I don't feel so weary anymore. Wake me when the chemo is over or when my dad emerges from dementia. Wake me up when it's over. We all know what it's like to feel like exiles in our own lives. Surrounded by unfamiliar feelings and unfamiliar terrain. 
And so we seek to avoid it when we can. We seek to gut it out, to get through in ways we can. We do this out of self-protection. We do this to avoid feeling all the feelings that otherwise would rock our heart and soul. We do this because most of the time we think it would be easier this way. But that's not what God calls us to do. The prophet's words pierce the time and space between his time and ours. Seek the welfare of the city where you find yourself today. Not the welfare of the life gone by or the way things used to be. Seek to prosper and grow where you are planted. In this season where you are planted, you'd be amazed what God can do. Because God does not call you to bury your head in the sand. God does not call you to grit your teeth until it's over. God calls you to feel what needs to be felt. To grieve what needs to be grieved. To mourn what needs to be mourned. And to rejoice in what needs your rejoicing. Because any time... Anytime you are willing to do this exact thing right where you are, whether in joy or in sorrow, you are rooting yourself in soil that is ripe for God's work. Every time you do this, you are allowing yourself to be planted in the soil of hope that trusts that trusts again and again that God has more in mind than this pain and this ache you might feel. God has more in mind than this weariness and this loss. God has more in mind than the terror and pain and sleepless nights you are living. But, but, You won't be able to receive these good things if you grit your teeth and just see it as something to get through. You won't be able to receive all the good things I have to offer you if you bury your head in the sand and say, wake me when it's over. You won't be able to receive these good things in all their fullness and beauty, if you can't be honest about the truth of your life right now. Frederick Beekner famously wrote, Here is the world. Beautiful and terrible things will happen. Don't be afraid. And I think Jeremiah whispers alongside him, that's right. He's absolutely right. Beautiful and terrible things will happen. They have happened. But you do not need to fear. Because the God of our ancestors the God in whom we place our trust, this God has promised that here, even here, even here among the most terrible parts of this life, I can help you flourish and grow and blossom. Even here. It might feel like you're planted under some concrete right now. In a new season, in a new space where you had no intention of being planted or staying a while. 
much less growing and blooming. But if God, if God can bring forth new and beautiful life in hopeless seeds through cracks in concrete, imagine what God might be willing to do with us. I have plans for you, my beloved. Plans to give you hope and a future. But you have to root yourself here. You have to build a life here. You have to open your heart to me here. grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord stands forever. Thanks be to God. Amen. Having heard the words of Scripture read and proclaimed, let us affirm them by repeating together the brief statement of faith as found in the bulletin as an affirmation. Please rise as you are able in spirit or in body, and let us say these words together. We trust in God, whom Jesus called Abba, Father, in sovereign love, God created the world good. God acts with justice and mercy to redeem creation. In everlasting love, God of Abraham and Sarah chose a covenant people to bless all families of the earth. Hearing their cry, God delivered the children of Israel from the house of bondage. Loving us still, God makes us heirs with Christ of the covenant, like a mother who will not forsake her nursing child, like a father who runs his prodigal home. God is faithful still. Amen. Please remain standing and let us sing together hymn number 250. In the bulb, there is a flower.
may be seated. At this time, I invite you to turn to your bulletin. Together, we are going to offer a prayer for those on their way. As I mentioned earlier, our 2021 Youth in Mission trip left from our parking lot this morning with the blessing of many who were gathered there to send them off. And as part of our work and our worship today, it is our commitment to them to pray for them not only today, but in the days to come. So join me as we pray for them, a people who are on their way right now. Faithful God, we pray for those we love as they journey toward West Virginia. We thank you for their energy and joy, for their compassion and their love. We thank you for their willingness to spend a week in service to you and to your people. We pray especially for our young people. May they watch and listen for your presence in the thin places you provide. May they hear your voice in the stories of those they serve. May they see your love and compassion in the conversations they have with one another. May they know the depth of your calling for each of them as they entrust their week and their lives to you. We pray especially for the adults who accompany them. May they serve faithfully this week as guide and support, as mentor and protector. May they be encouraged by one another and inspired by the young people they accompany. May their hearts be open to your will and your call in their own lives. May they share their faith and their questions generously and lovingly. May they look to you each day in prayer as they lead those entrusted to their care. God, we thank you for these, our friends, and we pray for those whom they will serve. We pray for our siblings in Christ in West Virginia, for those who serve at the Folk Life Center and those whose homes will be places of work. We thank you for the preparations they have made to receive our friends and for the hospitality and care they will offer them this week. We pray your blessing upon these relationships and trust that your spirit goes before us in all that we do. We thank you, God, that whether or not we are in West Virginia, you are always there. And so we give you thanks for the privilege it is to serve your church in this way. May those we love and those we are called to love feel your constant presence this week. May they know your safety and protection, your laughter and your grace. May they love with your love and shower mercy and compassion upon one another. Fill us with your grace, O oh God, as we pray for our friends this week. Remind us to pray for them by name, to welcome them warmly when they return, and to pester them enthusiastically for stories about their experience. Remind us to pray for those they serve and to open our hearts to learn from our friends when they return. Even though we do not journey with them, remind them that they never journey alone. For wherever they go, you go also. Bless this week ahead. May it be for your glory alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let us come into God in prayer, offering up to God the thoughts of our hearts and our minds, words of thanks and words of hope for others. Let us pray. Almighty God, creator of the good earth 
heaven and sea. You are the breath of life to all humankind. You are the Lord of all birth, life, death, and resurrection. Thanks be to God for my salvation. When we need you, you are there, O Lord, even when you seem far away. At this moment, you are present when our eyes are wet with tears and when our hearts are anxious and when our faces smile with joy. You are present when we have worry about places outside our doors. You are present even in the depths of our being. Keep us quiet even in the midst of trouble so that we may find times of gladness in our worship, in our play, that we might find joy in our service, that we might enjoy also our work, and in all these things give you glory. God of all knowing and ever presence, we pray as the body of Christ for those who are suffering heavily today, the ones in our presence now grieving the loss of a spouse or loved one, and those people who are bearing overwhelming physical and mental burdens. Be with those who are hungry, out of work. Be with those who are anxious to find a safe place to live. God and Christ be with us and grant us a pure heart that we may see you and grant us a loving heart that we may serve you. God of forever and now, hear us as we pray with confidence of Christ in saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, it may feel like you are buried under some concrete right now. In a new season or a new space where you had no intention of being planted and staying a while. Much less growing and blooming. But if God can bring forth new and beautiful life in hopeless seeds through cracks in concrete... Can you even imagine what God might be willing to do with us? I have plans for you, my beloved. Plans to give you hope and a future. So may we have the courage to root ourselves here. To build a life here. To open our hearts to God here. And as we go, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you, be with those you love, and be with those you are called to love this day and forevermore. And together we say, Amen.